share life stories of various individuals to inspire and educate. You're listening to Anecdotes, a podcast hosted by two millennials, Timothy and Vance. Thank you for joining us on this learning journey. Let's discover our why together. Welcome to episode number five of Anecdotes. This is a show where we share inspiring stories and learn how to become better each day, one anecdote at a time. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Timothy. Hello. So, how are you doing? I'm great. Pretty excited to share the new, the sort of a new article, I guess. Okay, so as usual, both of us are going to share one article each. Something that made us smarter or change our perspective in the week. Mm. Okay, Timothy shall start first. Okay, so maybe I should share on how I actually chanced upon this article. Well, basically, uh, it was in the middle of last week. Oh, no, no, sorry. It was just last last weekend. I realized that I finally found out that something that I could enjoy doing and how this podcast could go in tandem with what I was set out to do. Mm-hmm. So I decided that everyone should have a brand of themselves. So I wanted to be the one who helped them discover their own brand and develop their own personal brand and to create a personal landing page for themselves. So something like uh, an electronic CV of some sort. In a sense, you can look at it that way. Uh, a lot of it is still fuzzy. I haven't sorted out how I intend to go about doing it. So I can imagine something like a LinkedIn page, but a lot more mm, visually appealing. In visually some sense. appealing, and it includes your know, hobbies and more pictures, I guess. More pictures, more uh, creative in some sense. Yeah, it's just like. Pretending, I'm not pretending, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) like, view yourself in the lens of a brand. Like, every company has an about page. So, I want to create an about page for you or for any other person who wants to be known to everyone as I associate with this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, enough about that. (laughs) Let me share about the article. Okay. So the title of the article is called Every Person is a Brand. This time, I remember the author's name. It's Jessica. So Jessica Alba? No. Jessica Jong? Ed, Ed, Edwig, I think. I can't pronounce her second name. You mean her last name? Yeah, last name. Okay. Yeah. So it's a branding, some sort of yeah. branding agency, CEO or some sort. Yeah. Mm. So basically, I just searched on medium personal brand and one of her articles came out and I just clicked on it. Mm-hmm. So it was a great article. Firstly, the article starts off by saying that everyone has the responsibility to create the life and career they want. And it doesn't begin and end with what is on their resume. It's more than that. And it has to come from within. And it has to be infused into every aspect of our lives. So which means it will carry on into our hobbies, our interests, basically a lot of other stuff. And ultimately, what do you want to be known as? So when we talk about branding, we might think about the image we want to portray. As you pointed out, the aesthetics, um, you know, looking presentable, having a nice clean shaven haircut, or even carrying a designer handbag. No doubt about it, it's very important. But what is more important is your attitude and your energy instead of just your personal aesthetics. So you mentioned the handbag. That's mm. important. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, the handbag might be important it, if it gives, a, gives you authority. It makes you more confident. Mm. Then I would say, yes, it is important. If it can give you something intangible, it gives you the confidence that, you know, having this handbag would impress the person that you're going to see 
not because you're carrying a $5,000 handbag, but maybe you are meeting the creator of the handbag and then that's where it comes in handy, right? Mm, okay. Yeah. So, and the article also mentioned it, and this is a part that I really like a lot. So I'm just quoting wholesale. The music you listen to, the home you live in, the places you travel, the blocks you read, the color of your nails, the cocktail you religiously order, your favorite workouts, your favorite magazines, the people you call your advisors, mentors, mentors, and friends. They are all reflection and extension of your personal brand. So she said that she don't she didn't point this out to make you self-conscious about every extreme detail in your day-to-day life. She's pointing out simply to make you aware and to encourage you to own it, to embrace it, to amplify it, and to simply be it. And she ends the article by saying that we have a choice whether we want to develop our personal brand or not. But it's also a gift, especially for those who know of it. Something only unique to us, our brand, which propels us forward in any sort of career decisions we have, whether it's becoming your own boss or whether you want to climb the corporate ladder because this personal branding will take you far and it sets you apart from everyone else. And I feel that this is very important, a personal brand. Because when we talk about branding, we often associate it with companies, mm-hmm. whether it's a clothes or tech company. It can be associated with either high street fashion or, you know, hip-hop clothes or designer clothes. Or for the case of tech companies, is tech technology revolutionary and life-changing. So why don't we think of our own brand and what we want to be associated with, which is why I find it so powerful because we always think about branding for companies. We don't think about our own brand. Mm -hmm. And I think we should think more about that. Because personal branding is going to follow you wherever you go. Yeah. You can move from company to company, but... If a personal brand, it follows you wherever you go. And it ensures that people don't just follow the company or don't just follow you because of the company you're in, but follow mm. you for who you are. Exactly. Okay. And another thing that I'd like to emphasize on was that it doesn't end with your resume. It doesn't end with mm-hmm. your first job or your last job. It just keeps continuing to grow. So I guess it can be linked to wanting to leave a legacy behind mm. and not just be a person and just be a person. Yeah, know? and it translates to every aspect of your life because if you're t- saying, telling people that you're someone who is uh, generous or someone who is compassionate, mm-hmm. like where you have volunteered, then it sort of gives you a reminder that you have to behave that way to practice all that qualities to make give you a reminder that you need to carry yourself like that I think mm. and also trains your empathy and self-awareness empathy how? self-awareness yes but empathy how? Mm, maybe true I don't know I'm just it's still fuzzy but okay fair enough I guess Personal branding is important for anyone who wants a reasonable amount of corporate impact mm. or Whether just someone who wants to do your own business. Further your career. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even better if you are starting your own business. Mm. Imagine a about page on about yourself. Mm-hmm. What would you want to tell people? My about page. Mm. Where? Your, let's say your own website your own okay. about page about you yourself mm. I guess a website if it's a personal website then it's basically what I believe in mm. but if it's a company website then it's what I would stand for I guess there's a difference uh, because companies when you think about a company usually you will think about a team of people but when you think about a personal brand it's usually just one person 
but I've actually read somewhere that for a huge personal brand, for example, Oprah Winfrey, they have a whole team behind that mm. brand. So it's no longer just a person, but I guess we're just to provide some context here, we're talking about just one person, right? Yeah. <coughs> so those those people who don't exactly want to build a company based on their own brand, but rather some sort of personal identity or brand that yeah. they can pitch themselves to anyone who wants to no more engage their services. Yeah. So you could just be like a site to let people know more about you, I feel. And... I feel that forcing yourself to develop your own brand can actually help you discover your why. In the sense, you are being forced to find out who you are and what really interests you. And from there, you start to find out about your why. I guess another thing about personal branding (coughs) is it takes time to develop it also. Mm -hmm. So... I would say most people who don't really have an idea of what they want to work as wouldn't have a very fancy personal branding page. So I'm just thinking, for someone who who doesn't know what he or she wants to do, how would a personal branding website or personal branding in general will help that person? Yeah, that's why if you don't have that, then it is your responsibility to find out what really interests you. Mm-hmm. And then that way it forces you to eventually find what you want to do. So it's not like I do this and then I create, but actually sets a big picture on what you want to achieve, and then work towards it. Mm, can we can we say that the personal brand is like a tree, mm-hmm. Christmas tree, let's mm-hmm. say, and everything every time you work in a different place or you work on a different project, yeah, a new accomplishment. Want, then you just hang up the ornaments there to yeah. show people this is your Christmas tree. That's a great analogy, yeah. Okay. And regardless whether you are work you intend to work for a company for life or you intend to work as an entrepreneur for life, mm. it doesn't really matter because who knows your company might any company might fall and you might need to change a job or Yeah. Company. Or who knows you might, you know, just wanna do your own business. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what if you're an entrepreneur and your business fails? Then you need to find another one and get get back up from that loss and yeah, succeed again. Then mm. most of the time you don't get a home run on our first bet. Anyway. Yeah, it's maybe at the eleventh time, and I guess people don't really remember you for your failures, but they remember you for your successes. When yeah. you're up there, of course. Mm. But when you are off the charts, then you won't even be under people's radar. Yeah. Radar, so. Yeah, but the thing is, if someone's able to see your journey through your losses, wouldn't mm. that make your success even more inspiring? Inspiring and like more significant. Mm. It's because you climb from the depths and you rose again. So it make your achievement more significant. So when anyone asks you what do you stand for in terms of business in the business world or in terms of whatever whatever values do you ha- that you have mm. outside of your family life outside of your relationships mm. that's where you can show people oh this is a personal branding website or this is my personal branding revolves around certain kind of values. Yeah. But of course, something tangible would be good, right? So, that's where I Yeah. It's like, if I tell you a story, Mm -hmm. and that's just my CV, right? Uh, In the interview, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you my story. That's true in an interview, right? But, let's say, I want to impress you further. I can tell you my story. It's like telling you a story with the book. Okay. Colorful images and stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess instead of saying a book, you can say a poster. Because a book might be, you know, a bit tedious to read through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So but you're telling uh, a story through an infographic or something. Yeah. As in, because when I was young, I like listening to stories, right? Mm-hmm. But if you ask me to just look at words, 
when I was a kid. It wouldn't interest me at all. Okay, but so what you're saying is, instead of just telling your story, yeah, you tell your story with, with visuals. Picture, visuals. Uh. And because the storyteller. Okay, so the resume is just maybe the the prologue, the, 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 is it prologue? Summary. Yeah, the prologue. Then yes. I guess the personal brand, website or whatever it is, can be the entire story explained in a series of pictures or a series of visuals. Mm. And then the storyteller is just the orator. Yes, you have to be the storyteller then. Okay. Mm. Oh, I guess, I guess another way to put it is your CV is your CV is merely black and white slides. Yeah. But your personal brand is actually presentation slides, a keynote mm. that you present to an audience. And the stronger your personal branding, the more people will attend your talks regarding whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. And it creates value for... Let's say you have something that you want to pursue. Maybe it's to help an organization... Mm-hmm. Some disabled children foundation. It will have, it will make it so much clearer, especially when you can reach out and to more people as well. Okay. Any last wrap ups for this article, personal branding? Mm, I won't, I'll probably say biggest takeaway. The biggest takeaway is that it has convinced me that personal branding is important, mm-hmm. and gives me more re- conviction to actually start off branding myself first at least. so creating that branding personal branding website for yourself first yeah okay before you know approaching other people yeah to be able to convince others that I probably need to do up my own personal branding site first so I guess the, the, the website will be up next week <laughs> obviously I not I still have lots to figure out it's like quite a tedious process because you still need to find out like your why and stuff. And you how really you need want to find to out your why. Right? And how to deliver deliver it. Well, it has to be there like, if you want to help people find their why and explain it through a landing page. Oh, you mean, you mean you're going to pitch the whole thing on your own personal branding page? The whole the whole idea of personal branding on your personal branding page. Yeah. And just Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what I intend to do. Okay. Not sure if it makes sense, but I'll figure out until I try at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I guess you can come up with a prototype or something Yeah. that can at least, you know, at least the actual website, you know, at least there's a link to a website instead of still concept- conceptualizing. Because I think what you read, need right now is actually just to do it. Mm. Just to create, come up with the hosting, come up with the domain name, come up with the theme you want to use, the platform you want to use. Is it WordPress or is it some other, I don't know, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace and all this. Mm. You know? Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, we'll move on to my article. It's actually a very popular article about relationships. It's a it's an article by Heidi K. Isson. I think she's... I'm not very sure about which country she's from, but it's not, that's not important. I think it's Ukraine or something. Russia, I might be wrong. So the article is named Why You Cannot Find The One. The One in quotation marks. Okay, so the one basically means that person, that the perfect person that you want in your life. The ideal boyfriend or the ideal girlfriend or the ideal husband or wife. So to make it clearer, I rephrase it as the perfect one. So she goes on to answer why people cannot find the perfect one. Because, simply because the perfect one doesn't exist. Because it's always changing. When when you get attached to someone, when you get attached to a significant other, you will think of someone better than that person, naturally. I don't know. I don't know about you, but... Mm, maybe. I mean, the perfect one will always change, right? Yeah. It will al- yeah. always constantly evolve. If you get the so-called perfect one, all the traits, spot on, everything on the list, all ticked, then suddenly you feel that 
oh, this perfect one is not exactly the perfect one. There's, there should be something more or something like that. And, beca- and it's usually because people usually focus on the physical traits. So I want this person to be a banker. Oh. I want this person not to be... Right, I don't yeah. know. When you ask, who is your perfect one for you? Who's your ideal one? You s- the first thing you can think of, oh, he must be funny or she must be elegant. She must be able to cook and everything. And all these are physical traits. But we tend to, you know, come out of a list of all these things that we can... The, the common kind of traits or personalities that people would have or the perfect person on mov- in movies or TV shows have. You know, it must be... Uh, 1.8 meters tall. Yeah, why though? Yeah. I mean, because when you ask the perfect one, who is the perfect one? The easiest you can come up with is physical traits, right? No. Because we are always attracted to physically attracted people. Uh, physically attractive people. Right? You don't go to watch a movie and, you know, they, they tell you all about this person. Oh, this person is religious. This person is filial. They don't do it that, right? The first thing you see is the character itself and all the physical traits about the character. If it's a fat person on screen, you wouldn't think that that person is the lead actor or actress. Mm. But when you see someone very beautiful, someone very handsome or what, you would immediately you will identify that character as being the lead actor or elite actress simply because, I don't know, you always root for the most handsome looking one, the strongest one, the prettiest. Not on the always. La. Not always, of course. But that's a common thing to expect when you watch movies. Yeah, so I guess that's why, likewise, in our mm. lives, the first thing that comes to mind when you, when you talk about a person is the immediately the physical appearance. Most people, especially those people who are not attached. Mm. The first thing that comes to their mind is I want some sort of this acceptableness. Yeah, acceptable in terms of phys- looking. physique and everything. Yeah. Yeah, y- you, yeah, you have to take out certain qualities first before you even want to approach that person. Yeah, that's true. A certain degree of attractiveness is required. Mm-hmm. Because we don't go around walking on the streets and look for, you know, unattractive people. Yeah. We go looking at attractive people. Mm -hmm. So I believe that's why. I mean, screw all those people who say that I always look for the inner beauty. I don't believe that. You can say that right now (laughs) because you're still young. When you're a lot older... Okay, but you need Mm -hmm. to... Want to at least get to know the person first before you can even know about inner beauty, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe listen what the article is actually saying okay. first. So basically, all these are based on our expectations, right? When you're looking for the one, the perfect one, we're always thinking about our expectations, but we're never thinking what people expect of us. In the other way around, we we keep. I guess a lot of us. When we think of finding a, a, a suitable partner or a suitable lover, we always think they must be of this, 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 this. But not whether can they accept certain flaws that we have, certain imperfections that I have. And if they can accept those imperfections of who I am, I should be able to accept certain imperfections of who they are as well. So instead of thinking that I need to see whether this person is attractive before I even approach that person, then most of the time you wouldn't get you will find yourself having very few people to pick from so what you are saying essentially is don't think about whether that person suits me or not think about whether you will suit that person is it? not just that but rather people think that they want to choose other people but they don't realise that they are also being chosen based on certain kind of traits and personalities so instead of going about to do that, try to understand people. And when you understand more people, then that's where you can actually decide whether this person is whether someone that you want to be with or not. But the problem right now, of course, we all we all don't want we we all don't want to you know we want that perfect person, but we don't want to put in the effort to find that perfect person. We want that person perfect person to the appear. Job. Yeah. 
appear in front of us. Which is doesn't make sense because you need to to find someone who suits you. You need to f- you need to fail a lot. Of dif- you need to fail a lot of times. Yep. And it also puts us in some sort of position where we think that that person, people, other people are things, are things, and not people. And because of this, everyone is in this narcissistic dream of what everything should be, and not really appreciating for what things are, what things actually are. So, for example, if if I want to look for a girlfriend who is of a certain height, of a certain face, have big eyes. I don't know, double eyelids, long hair, good complexion, straight teeth, all this kind of thing. Then there won't be a, there won't be many of this kind of girls for me to choose from anyway, you know what I mean? Uh, are there a lot I know what you mean, but I think there are. There are, but <laughs> if you con if you only restrict yourself to this kind of girls and not try to understand let me put it this way, if you if you look for a girlfriend based on these traits what if one day she don't she no longer have these kind of traits? What will you do? You move on to a different girl? No. Then why why are you why would you want to look for ser- this kind of certain traits if you think that you wouldn't leave th- her when she no longer have those have those traits? Because uh, we are always changing. Our needs are always changing. Our yeah, I guess our needs are always changing but we are fickle. The the central idea is we can't find that perfect one yep. because that perfect one doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Because yeah, you, usually people who keep telling themselves that they need to find this perfect one or whenever people ask them, so when are going to get a girlfriend or a boyfriend or get married and everything and they say, oh, I haven't met a guy or a girl who fits this traits and personality. This, kind, this, this mold but for me, right, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I don't look at looks. Looks are also, to a certain degree, important. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, there needs to be a certain lo- level of attractiveness first before there would be any some any form of connection. Okay. You get what I mean, right? Okay, then... Before then I can even approach. Let me ask you now. What if you have three eyes and three nostrils? <laughs> will you still be able to have that kind of standards or would you be happy with anyone that looks like a proper human being <laughs> right yes, yeah. let me ask you that you yeah but okay, let me idea? finish first okay sure I'm not saying I'm just saying that yeah like attractiveness a certain level is important mm-hmm. not because you're failing but I don't have any particular like checklist like having long hair or having a sharp chin or whatever thing is mm-hmm. important. For me, I'm just looking more for compatibility. Uh, I mean, any connection. Can is there, can I click well with that person okay. or not is more important to me than the looks. So I don't single out any person and then decide whether or not can I connect with that person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But of course, la, you have to be pra- pragma- practical about it. La. Practical in what sense? Like, never mind. Let's continue with your no, question. No, practical in what sense? <laughs> like, you can't have someone that's 50 years old or something. Obviously. So age. Age or... I can't have someone that's 100 kilos heavier than me. It doesn't make it's sense. It's possible. So. Okay, yes. It's, it's, it's possible. possible uh, yeah. yeah. Someone that's 200 pounds. 200 pounds is not very heavy, by the way. 200 pounds it's is 100 80, kilos. 80, 80 kilos. Oh, really? Yes, that's okay, 200 pounds. Okay, I mean, I think about 100 kilos. I can't have someone that's twice my, twice twice my size. weight, right? Okay. Yeah, it obviously doesn't make any Fair sense. Fair enough. Well, there are people, there are couples like that. I'm just saying that in general, most people say they cannot find the one mm. when actually they're not even looking for yeah. the one. But there's also another article actually, there's a part two where she lists down some of her observations. Probably should, should, should bring that out also. 
She said that most people are actually more interested in a list rather than whatever they have at hand. That's true. You know, instead of looking out in the circle, like some people are very well connected, mm. but when you ask them, so are you attached? No. no, I cannot find anyone that, but you're so well connected, so much more well connected than a lot of other attached people. But because they're constantly looking for people out of their circle, so in that sense, the person doesn't exist because the person is not even someone within your reach or someone that even is even possible to be in this world. So that's one of the observations. Another observation was actually people are more interested in the chase rather than the actual relationship. Because some people, when after, after they get together with a person, okay, then they say, oh, this person is not the, the perfect one anymore for me. And they just go on to the another one. They just want the challenge of getting that, that person's heart. Perfect one according to whoever's standards, yeah. And the person's heart. And those people are usually the ones who end up single for a very, very long time because they are just interested in winning the heart. They're just interested in the list of things. They're not interested in even the, in the accomplishments. Yeah. And the last one is I believe is relationships that work usually tend to be relationships where instead of looking for a certain trait or personality or whatever in a person, okay, you actually slowly undress the person's personality to become the person that you would like to be with. So for the way simply, you're actually discovering the qualities that can actually complement yours in a person rather than saying, oh, this person doesn't have this certain quality, so I will check him off the list or check her off the list. You know what I mean? Mm. So instead of looking for that person, you look for the qualities in that person after knowing the person better. That's true. Because, okay, for personal experience, I wouldn't say that my girlfriend exactly fits fits the bill. Fits the exact ideal girlfriend I, w- I pictured before What? Are you sure you want to say this on there? Well it's fine <laughs> She knows it anyway Okay Because I don't want Of course there are certain <laughs> qualities That fit Certain parts of What I feel is a, An ideal girlfriend And those qualities are More of The qualities That I managed to know of her After getting to know her much better mm-hmm. And not something that we can Just Identify Identify right away Just by looking at her I think yeah There are pros and cons To every person So Pros and cons I mean That's how you put it uh. The pros are The qualities that You find uh, Mean strengths and weaknesses I guess so Yeah Pros and cons Is a bit too Business Centric (laughs) Strengths and weaknesses Are business centric as well (laughs) <laughs> if you want to put it that way Okay Go on Yeah la, I'm saying that Because Of all these strengths and weaknesses Then You need to like Close one eye At times mm-hmm. To Some accept sense. Certain flaws mm-hmm. But you know that The strengths Can make up for those flaws mm, I prefer to look at it In this way my strengths, if my strengths are able to complement with your weaknesses, hmm. your wi- strengths and can complement with my weaknesses, then that's fine. No, that's a perfect match. Uh. So if, let's say, maybe I'm not good at cooking, but I'm much better at budget. Chopping. Okay, <laughs> I'm not good at cooking, but I'm better at cleaning. Yeah. And you're good at clean cooking, but not really that fond of cleaning. So you can cook and I can clean. Mm. Something like that. The okay. So, but it's this kind of qualities you... Are so superficial, is it? Yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe put it in this sense. Mm. I'm able to budget better, and you're able to save better. So budget means... Okay, budget in the sense where... I am able to see how much we need for this month. Okay? And you're able to that means I'm able to forecast how much we need. Okay. And you're able to make sure we follow that budget that we set. So you are the macro person and then your girlfriend can be the micro, so she's the yeah. 
executioner. You give the bigger picture and she does the plan that you laid out. Something that, like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just it. Uh, micro and micro, that's how both are important. Mm-hmm. You can't have a plan and not execute on it. So that's where you two can complement each other. So basically what I'm saying is, or basically what the article is saying is, stop trying to find the one because mm. the one doesn't exist. And instead of constantly trying to f- meet new people, think about the people who are already in your circle. I'm not asking you to, we're not asking you to chase your best friend or whoever, but... And that can happen. That can happen also, of course, definitely. I mean, if if both of you have mutual feelings, both are, both are single, both are looking for someone who can... But, yeah, I mean, there's that, but... Shouldn't we think about the repercussions? Like, okay, let's say you two are best friends already. Mm-hmm. But you two decide to try it out. You know, yeah. like go into a relationship. Uh-huh. And so what happens if it doesn't work out? The relationship before wouldn't be the same anymore. Correct? Yeah. So yeah, you have to factor that in and... Tell, ask yourself, are you willing to sacrifice that? Hmm. I actually know friends who were together before and remain friends even after a breakup. I know I can't be for sure what kind in of... Like, if it's best friends, then it's different. Different in what sense? Like It will definitely be different once you, you're in your best friends and then you get into a relationship and then you break up. The best friend status will change already definitely in some sense yes mm. but his friends then yeah it's easy what? by the way you're the one you were the one who suggested me best friends okay yeah lah that's I'm just saying that you'll be different what? yeah well, I, I would I would say people who whom you already know or whom you have you have already had interactions with mm. you can always consider them mm-hmm or I don't know Even acquaintances No harm trying Right Yep So Is this Directed at me No <laughs> No honestly no No but it's, just, it's, just, it's, a, it's a very general Kind of advice mm. Instead of But you You also have to mm-hmm. think That uh, Sometimes it's Isn't as easy as Approaching Someone you know Of course it isn't Sometimes Maybe the person is lacking in courage. Or sometimes the person just don't feel that he's attracted to her and he just can't seem to force it. Yeah, of course. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is... Sometimes you have to look so far. You yeah, you don't need to look so far. You just need to look nearer mm. the people who you have Within access your reach. to. Yeah. yeah. People whom you have access to and I guess to a certain extent Settling for less <laughs> Yes, yes, settling for less or so. Because I think the context that she gave was there are so many dating apps like Tinder mm. where people just swipe left and swipe right and mm. expect a relationship to work out. But if relationships were that easy to craft or forge then there won't be so many Divorce. divorces, yeah. so many breakups and everything. So many people killing themselves or others out of love, so-called love or rage, whatever you want to call it. How do you kill someone out of love? Because you love that person so much and the person leaves you, you don't want other people to have that person, then you kill that person. Oh, that sounds gen- selfish. That sounds selfish and that sounds twisted, but there are a lot of cases like that. You should realize. But isn't isn't that not love anymore? There's not love anymore, but I'm just saying that because of relationships, mm. uh, I believe there are a number of murders in Singapore that were committed mm. out of passion. They call it murder out of passion. Oh. That means they okay. love the person so called love the person so much that they cannot bear to leave the person. Okay. And they kill Yeah. S- something new that I heard. 
it's something that happens in I, I guess in a lot of developed countries. Mm. Like when you when you when you actually see a murder reported in newspaper in the news, it's usually it's usually a out of passion. I guess so. I yeah. guess so. And there are a number of suicide cases in Singapore where people jump down because of a breakup or a divorce or something. It's kind of sad, isn't it? It is. And I think the saddest one was this P5 or P6 student who jumped after... His grades. A, a rejection. Oh. No, I'm talking about rejection one. Oh, the P5? Yeah, I remember. I think about 10 years ago, there was one 15 or 16-year-old. And in recent years, there's one P5 or P6. I forgot already. That's 11 years old. Yeah. But it's kind of sad, man. Like, what do you know about love also at that age? The thing is, how many of us really know what love is? Even at this age. Even even when you're 50 or 60s, how many of us really do know what love is? I don't know. I'm not 50 yet, but I do know. Think that I don't. I don't think I know much about love at this age either. Yeah, precisely. So it's not re- actually. It's because this kind of acts are usually because of how much we don't understand what love is. If you really truly under, if the if the eleven year old really understand what love is, if you understand what love is, you should let that person go. Isn't that what the no, cliche line cliche line is? No, not exactly. But I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> Think about it. If that if that eleven year old knew what love was, probably, yeah, love is, is then he wouldn't have jumped, right? It's because he couldn't understand why is it like this, why is it this way. That's why he jumped. Okay, now, but I don't know the story. Who knows? It might be a really <coughs> bad rejection. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he just felt so humiliated that he, in front of everyone that he can't bear to live on. So I don't know what the context is. So I'm just gonna. Oh well. Yeah, uh, feel sad for him then either way basically many of us don't know what love is mm-hmm. and we d- we won't know until we get our hearts broken when we ac- when we so called fall in love with different people mm-hmm. or fall in love with someone who really matters to us or have very good relationships with our parents or siblings or whoever so then we can really know what love is. Okay, so what about, you're, you're saying that you need to have more relationships, right? In some sense, yes. So, what is a good indication that you should settle down with this person instead of, you know, looking for more relationships then? I think instead of thinking, instead of thinking whether I should move on to another relationship, ask yourself, is this relationship something you can live with? If it's something you can live with For the rest of your life Yes That's the most important question It's not whether Can you get a better relationship or not That's not important Because mm. who, No one there will always ever know. be a better one there will, there will always be someone else Better there Out there yeah. Who can understand you better Yeah Can love you more Than your current But the thing is Whether, we, whether it will work out or not And whether you, Would you want to go through The whole process again Of mm. falling in love Why not? Knowing that person Quarreling and getting I don't know Do you think it's tiring? I I don't know Do you think it's tiring? It is tiring if you need to know A different person all over again But Isn't that what life is about? You need to know more people Okay you need to know more people But So called falling in love And making things work out That is not It is not Exactly fun Because If it's really fun You wouldn't see so many divorces as well And breakups Okay. It's only when people break up and divorce because you cannot solve different problems. You cannot solve problems together, right? Can we agree on that? Yep. So, everyone will have different problems with everyone else. Mm. And if you constantly break up and you're trying to know the, another person all over again, because falling in love is easy, but maintaining that passion is, oh my god, it's really fucking hard. Let <laughs> <laughs> me you ask yourself, what? Will you be able to maintain passion with your parents, like as if you were still a kid? No. How 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 is it even possible, right? Yeah. But it is it is possible actually. But it takes a lot of effort. Okay, maybe when you talk about passion I'm just thinking about how I played with them when I was young. 
Yeah, I mean that's not even possible anymore. Yeah, unless you you're willing to dress up in navy <laughs> or something. Diapers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. Mm. Or if you totally. consider, huh? Yeah, totally. Uh, I guess what you're trying to say now. But then you did mention that we should experience more relationships in order to love better. Do you mean in the context of romantic relationships or? Moral relationships with other people. Actually, if it's anything I've read, mm. it kind of changed my perspective of, you know, I used to think that relationships with your family members, your relationship with your lover, your relationship with your friends, your relationships with your colleagues, your boss, uh, separate. Th- they're all separate. They're all different. Uh, but the thing is, the very foundation, the base of what a relationship, a good relationship entails to, it's always the same thing. Hmm. It doesn't matter whether trust. it's sorry trust. Yeah, based on trust, what empathy and trust, honesty, and empathy. Yeah, your three pillars of uh, of what a relationship should have should be based on, because the foundations of a solid relationship. Yeah, it it just means that I mean the person that you have you're having the relationship is different. Yes, mm-hmm. but a relationship. How the relationship, how the relationship can flourish is always based on the same thing. Mm. <coughs> it doesn't matter whether is it with your dad, with your granddad, with your great granddad, with your boss, with your subordinate, with your children, whoever. It doesn't matter. If you want any relationship to fl- flourish, treat every single relationship as a per- as a relationship where you want to maintain, you want to keep. So I used to think that way that every relationship is different in terms of. If this is my lover, I should treat my lover this way. If this is my, if hmm. my dad, I should treat my dad differently. But biases, it's better not to have all these biases, right? You should yeah. Treat them how you should treat everyone else. I mean, in a certain sense. Yeah, I mean, of course not. Like the things okay, you do. maybe you should treat them with trust, honesty, honesty and empathy. That's yeah. how you would treat everyone else. Hmm. Not in the sense that shower more love or give you more money, but those are the three things that should be constant mm-hmm. across all of the people that you develop relationships with. Yes. Another thing is, for relationships to really flourish, you need to ask yourself if you want to keep the relationship. Do you want to maintain this certain relationship or do you want to forego it? Because actually, in some sense... Okay. Wait, what are you referring to? Is it a romantic one or friendship? Any really relationship. Okay. But family one, you can't exactly forego, right? You, you, technically, you can't, but there are people you who can. say... Technically, you can. But it's because of, you know, societal values. Yeah. The values that we are brought up with. That I've, I've recently read that if you want good relationships... Okay, sometimes you need to give up some of your bad relationships. You need to give up bad relationships to have better relationships. Hmm, I can understand that. Because, let's say you have two friends. One friend is constantly pulling you to do stuff like gambling, you know, or taking drugs. Mm -hmm. So friend A is telling you to do all that. But friend B... Is has become your business partner, so both of you will need to spend a lot of time to grow the business. So how you spend your time, you have twenty four hours a day. You can't spend the same amount with same amount of hours with friend A and friend B, correct? Because mm-hmm. you still need to sleep and all. You have to forego friend A if you want to be very successful in your business. Then you have to spend more time with friend B, but if you still want to enjoy and have fun and party, then you have to give up friend B to go and go with friend A to have parties. So in that sense, I guess that's where you have to give up one relationship for the other. It's actually a... I forgot was it, is, it, is it a quote or it's more like an idea that I had. To build better relationships, you have to break bad ones. Yeah, your weeds are... In some sense, yes. Yeah, so... With that in mind, it's more, it's a tough thing 
Relationships is tough. That's the same thing as burning bridges, right? Mm. Okay, you can relate related to burning bridges. Burning bridges with the people who who are toxic. I guess it's it's hard to do, but sometimes it's crucial to whether your life will continue to be the way it is, or will it improve, or will will it deteriorate? So, have you burned any bridges? I've burned many bridges, I guess, over the course of so many years. Especially with primary school, secondary school, even poly, I think. But was there even a bridge established? I would say some of some of those relationships, yes. But a lot of other relationships, maybe not so. Yeah, then probably like significant ones where you two used to be really good friends, and then somehow mm. because of a misunderstanding. You decided to cut ties with that person. That would be my definition of burning bridges. Yeah, there were Some there were a couple of them. Something so irreparable that you just can't get back to normal. Yeah, it's not because of you never meet with that person or because of time that you grew apart, but really because of because of an action that that person did. Yeah, there were intentional such things yeah. that happened which it is painful even though it's some sort of friendship no, not really so much of a love relationship but yeah it is quite painful in some sense because when you think about the the memories you had together mm. it's hard to imagine how you know people can just get out of someone else's life just like that mm. yeah but that's the that's the fact of matter how 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 it is, because I mean even even friends who, or ex lovers or whoever, when you break up, when people break up, when a couple breaks up, they just go separate ways and they just never look back anymore. I think this is a stern reminder to every one of us that we need to cherish the relationships that we have right now, mm-hmm. because who knows something might happen and and then it goes to shreds and we have to be prepared for such events as we get older yeah a lot of relationships are going to fall apart whether is it because of intentional actions or unintentional actions or just some certain relationships just cannot withstand the test of te- test of time yeah and there'll be bound to be relationships that goes up in flames because of money Mm. Yeah, that yeah. too. I think that would be very common as you grow older. It's the sad truth of life. Why has this what? podcast become so gloomy all of a sudden? Well, when you talk about relationships, I guess. Yeah, we it tends do. to. Yeah. It leads to bad stuff, but also yeah, good stuff out of relationships, right? Yeah, of course. If anything, relationships are the ones that uh, relationships are the single thing that actually helped build the world to where where it is right now. That's true. One single person will never ever be able to build everything that we have in the world. We need the help of other people, and that is why trade exists. <laughs> Not only trade partnerships. Yeah, I mean, but the soul. It was trade that ultimately gave rise to partnerships. Yeah, of it's course. It's the foundation of everything. Because mm-hmm. I need ducks and you need egg, uh, chickens. So we need to trade. And then that formed a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? So what else do you want to add on? Is there an actionable for you? Actionable for me. Oh, mm. from that article. From that article, I would say most of the things there I kind of know beforehand. But I just found the way she articulated that mm. idea was very interesting and inspiring for anyone who possibly has some sort of doubt about how to find the one or you know, how to f- how to get a relationship where they will benefit or 
be happy to be with and everything because she's someone in her thirties and she's been writing and reading a lot about relationships for the past ten year ten or ten or so years and from her own experience. I guess that's how she she was able to articulate the the idea so well. So, what's the main actionable you want to leave the listeners with? The main actionable, I would say, Set stop up. looking so far, <laughs> look nearer, you know, and it can be in terms of physical space. That means you don't try to look for someone f- out of your reach, and you should don't look for someone who has so many physical traits that you can't even possibly. I mean, it, it cancels out almost the entire population. Mm. You know, or you could also tap into the first degree and second degree connections. It mm. could be in your circle of friends, or it could be in your friends' friends. Yeah. And that only happens if you go out to social socialize. Oh yeah. It's this idea that okay, I also want to add this idea that. Right now, we just spend so much time alone. I mean, alone time is cool, but if you if you want to learn about anything at all in terms of relationship or work, you have to go out and socialize, like what you said. That's it's only through creating more connections that you can actually f- figure out what are the connections that mean the most to you. Yeah. Yeah. You need to go and do it. Instead yeah. of expecting someone to just come up to you and say, Hey, you wanna get into a relationship with me? <laughs> Work has to be done. Yeah. First to meet new people before you even can dream of being with someone. You need probably you need to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. also you need to put yourself out there to be discovered and lay yourself bare, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just say that the biggest takeaway is Stop looking so far and just look somewhere nearer, somewhere within your reach. And instead of trying to figure out how to find that particular person, try to slowly understand what the person stands for, what the person is, who the person really is, and try to accept it. If you can't, if you really cannot accept the person, and just then you just move on to someone else. Instead of thinking, how can I find someone who can fit the bill? Someone who can fit my whole list of requirements and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, well, even I I I realized that from Gary V very Gary V's vlog. Uh, so basically, he was consulting a person who's starting a clothing company, and then he was telling him that the no's are as important as the yes. So if someone rejects you to like carry your goods it's also good it's actually good because them saying no tells you that maybe you're not doing something right it gives you an answer instead of you trying to guess whether it, whether this person will or will not carry my goods having a no is actually better than a yes in some sense because it gives you more tips on how to improve and I guess that can be applied to relationships as well mm. Mm. so you being rejected can be a good thing as well one is that person maybe doesn't deserve you or you can des- or you deserve better or that person or you just made to find someone else or you can or you should Fated just improve yourself yeah. Yeah. yeah improve yourself as well at least you know what's wrong then it's better if you you get a reason for your rejection but if the person says that you're too ugly then (laughs) she doesn't deserve you then yeah or that person isn't someone that you want to have a relationship with in the first place Mm -hmm. it's it's over an hour so I think yeah we we can wrap it up okay so any last thoughts before Anything mm, at all? Well, in a couple of weeks, we'll be having our first guest. But if we have any in the next, it would be great. Yeah. Oh yeah, just just some short update uh, about what we intend to do. So instead of inviting a lot of high-profile or 
Okay, they're not exactly super high profile, but that will right be now, in the future. Yeah, I mean, right now they seem high profile for us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna just approach Start friends small. first. Yeah, and ultimately, you probably hear people who are not eloquent or not articulate. There'll be a lot of pauses, but like yeah. us, yeah, right now, yeah, or maybe worse than us. Mm. But the key thing is we want to make that person feel comfortable in sharing whatever insights that they have. I guess basically we believe everyone has a has an interesting mm. or inspiring story story to tell. Yeah, it's just that sometimes we only want to listen or read the stuff from intelligent people that so we feel yeah the so-called high-profile intelligent people that we fail to notice that those around us could offer us so much insights and so much lessons as well. We can actually learn from the people around us. It's just that it's not coming from someone who's notable or someone who has actually achieved a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all perceptions. Fine. And the notion that we associate intelligence with grades, achievements, trophies, your academics, with all that academics that sometimes we are overlooking the real intelligent people that are in the midst of us. So basically, we're going to invite ordinary, so called ordinary people by most people's standards, just basically to share some inspiring story. To help everyone improve themselves, build better relationships, be better at work, career tips here and there as well. I think we want to focus on what kind of value we can give to people first before we can actually get people to come on to our show. Mm -hmm. So I feel that the value that we can bring to our friends first, the people that we are about to invite soon, is that through... This sort of heart-to-heart conversation is actually basically a very comfortable conversation. It's just that this could be an avenue for them to discover discover certain things or certain qualities that they are unaware of, that they are actually portraying but they do not know that they are. And this could be a great opportunity to let them put things into perspective on what is important to them. Yeah, because how often do we have this kind of conversations with anyone at all? Exactly. A lot of our conversations these days are made up of small talk. Which is great, but... Yeah, I I do enjoy a bit of small talk, Mm -hmm. but it's not as enjoyable as conversations like this. Conversations that make you think deeper about who you really are yeah. What make what makes you tick, what you stand for, what your values, what, your principles. Yeah, what keeps you waking up in the morning mm. or what keeps you up at night. Of course it might sound like a bit tiring that you have to think deeper and deeper. But that's how we improve. Yeah. That's but how we become better. Yeah, it the thing is after the recording I do feel tired. Yeah, it's actually quite tiring when you're Training mentally, yeah. Mm. We're just preparing ourselves for other... When, whenever we need to have this kind of conversation with anyone out there or yeah. the people who are going to invite to the show soon, regardless how many listeners you have, whether is it one, two, ten, hundreds, <laughs> thousands, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, as long as you can create value, it's not the m- amount of people... Where you can impact, impact right? But it's actually How deep the impact You can create yeah, on The degree of The impact Yeah So we're just looking for Whatever Whatever way we can We can grab our ha- Get our hands on To improve ourselves And improve Our guests And Anyone who's listening Yeah Yeah Or Sometimes it could be A bit funny I hope I hope it'd be funny But today's episode Seems kind of gloomy Yeah because we talk about I mean, when you talk about certain aspects of a relationship, how to be, how to make it better, it's n- generally not very fun. <laughs> if it's fun, then <laughs> you know you wouldn't have so many failed relationships. But really. could it be because if it's 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 not fun because it's true? 
Yeah, maybe right? that's why. Could be. Because it's not fun and then it's true and then we we don't want to accept it in a mm. way. We it makes us feel bad, right? To a certain extent. I guess you can put it that way. Yeah. But yeah, it's for another time to discuss because we're we're out of time now for this episode. Okay. So let's let's just end it off here and for all of the other you know articles and whatever we talk about in on the show, it'll all be linked in the show notes. Okay. And yeah, Timothy is in charge of the show notes and pretty sure he's very happy doing it. Mm, that's right. Right? <laughs> uh, come on, I think you would feel happy to do the same as yeah. well. Because this is something that both of us enjoy doing. Yes. Sometimes it's a pain, but... No, okay, I it's like not exactly edgy. a pain. Yeah, it's not pain, but I do it's enjoy tedious. listening Yeah, to... I'm not saying I enjoy listening to myself, <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> I surprise myself by the things that I say. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of good. And then maybe the guest that we get onto might say something that surprised themselves as well. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you can replay back and listen to what we said and learn certain things about ourselves, I guess it's something quite valuable in itself as well. Yeah. yeah. That's something that I just thought of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, we'll see everyone next week. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. That's it. Thank you for staying until the end of the podcast. If you enjoyed this, share this with your friends and tag us on Instagram or Facebook to connect with us. We'd appreciate any sort of feedback. Be sure to check out the show notes at theanecdotes.net. T-H-E-A-N-E-C-D-O-T-E-S.net. Thank you once again. Thank you.